Welcome to the SEO Podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWebStyle. I'm Charles Lewis, so Internet Marketing Specialist. Welcome to the year 2014. 2014. We've got another year, and you know, let's just hop into it real quick. Our tip from last podcast is actually go back and listen to our 2013 year in review. Yeah. It's a two-part segment. Part two, part one, part two. Go check both of those out. That's going to be the fastest way for you to recap everything we talked about in the year 2013. Lots of good, lots of bad, lots of changes with Google and algorithms and all sorts of stuff. So definitely go check out the podcast review. Um, be sure to enjoy it. Yeah, Chuck and I were talking about it afterwards. And like, I mean, this is just powerful hitting like one item, two item, three item. We, we should throw some advertising in it. Like, a little more than just our normal, just normal, hey, how to connect with us. Remember, we are, we are your friendly local neighborhood top position snatchers. Yes. Where our mantra is. Don't be a deuce. Which, by the way, apparently means shower in French. It's not so, really? uh, yeah, it just means shower. Yeah, I saw it in a sitcom yesterday. <laughs> it was a really well-written sitcom because at the end, like, like, you're just one big shower. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good writing. Um, wow. If okay. you can, it looks like Chuck's already doing it. Go yeah. ahead and tweet. What should they tweet? Uh, I'm tweeting several things. Hashtag uh, SEO podcast. This is number 220. Be sure to tag us in it at eWebStyle at Best SEO Podcast. And that way we can follow you and link up and do all of our social stuff. Cool. Um, let's see. The other ways you can connect with us. So that, he did cover that. Twitter.com slash eWebStyle. YouTube.com slash eWebStyle. Facebook. Facebook.com slash <laughs> eWebStyle. You go out of order, you throw it all out. Uh, you can email us, podcast at e-webstyle.com. Cool. Those are the ways you can contact us. Um, you can do us a small favor. Uh, there's three ways to do that favor. Uh, one of them has three steps. Yep. Go on to iTunes, create an account, write a review. If you choose to, send us an email, podcast at e-webstyle.com. And let us know that you submitted that review. We will give you a punch in the face. If you don't know that, it's a good thing. The next thing you could go is go to our G Plus local page. It's a really, really, really long URL, so we made it really, really, really easy. E-webstyle.com slash G Plus. Or if that's confusing, you can go to slash G Plus. Or or slash Google Plus. Or slash Google Plus. That will take us to our our G Plus local page. You can write us a review there. We know you have a Google account. Maybe you haven't a Gmail account. Maybe you haven't activated your G Plus account. That's like two clicks. They're obvious. They're like, skip that step, skip that step. I'm going to pretend not to be social. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to realize that I should be social on G Plus. And when you're being social on G Plus and you're interacting with us, not only leave us a review, put us in your circle. And also, um, give us a plus one. Yep. So appreciate it. Thank cool. you so much. And we'll give you a punch in the face. Mm. It shouldn't be called circles. It should be called punches in the face. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that they're <laughs> going to adopt that. Uh, the other thing you could do is go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash eWebStyle. There's two places to write a review. You'll see an image that says reviews. You can go in there. Or just scroll down like on every other Facebook business page. There's a place where you can write a description and give us five stars. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, remember, you can get a free website analysis. Go to our website, e-webstyle.com. And at our website, you will find a form, I promise you, that will leave you to website analysis nirvana. Um, well, that was pretty lofty, yeah. right? Uh, so, yeah, just website go on there. analysis nirvana. Nirvana. So fill out that form, uh, and we will get back to you. We do have a backlog, so it may take a while, um, and a follow-up email might help. <laughs> uh, we don't have any algo cataclysm, so what we're going to do is we're going to jump right into reviews. This is from Didier Moyinero. Moyinero. 
I'm using the Spanish pronunciation, or the Didier Molinero. Uh, you guys are doing a great job. Love your program. By the way, he submitted this on Facebook, on our Facebook page. Very fun, and it's actually very informative. That's the first time we got it that actually, way. Right? Oh, fun and it's, then informative. It's usually informative and then actually entertaining. This is very fun and actually very informative. Thank you for your time and dedication. Give you guys a... Five stars and a punch in the face. Mm, appreciate Ooh, it, Mr. Back um, at you, Didier. Didier. We'll yeah. go with Didier. Mr. M. <laughs> Mr. M. D. M. All right, so another one. This was from Eric Manry. I actually know this guy. He's here in the Houston area. He says, love the podcast. Eric, I am actually going to punch you in the face next time. We actually did uh, one improv scene at a bar once together. Yeah. It, was, uh, <laughs> it was kind of fun. And then we're getting into, these are uh, iTunes reviews. iTunes reviews. First one, the title is Freaking Amazing and, and Entertaining. Yeah. Five stars. Five stars. And it's by The Biznaz. The Business. Biznaz. Yeah, it's a network area storage device. <laughs> a net. Naz. <laughs> he's, he's really smart. Yeah. Uh, from the U.S. These guys are awesome. I appreciate the insights you give us. Go Houston, H Town. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and then with the next one, the title of the review is A plus plus plus. That's three pluses. Uh, you should have saved two of those and given them to us on Google. <laughs> <laughs> and it is also five stars. And this is by Crimsy from United States. I always learn something new or get inspired to implement something I already knew but was not doing. Mm. And you can't beat the sound effects. That's what's up. Yeah, that's what up. Listen and learn. That is, that is and what's And you know up. what's interesting about that? It's a lot of people who are in the same position where you know what you should be doing, and you just you have haven't done it. Uh, you haven't like done it. maybe even us <laughs> every now and then. Got a couple of Twitter punches in the okay, face. Okay, cool. So I want to give a punch in the face to Donna. She's at um, Holland Girl 68 She says, uh, at EWIFT, I just started listening to you guys, and you're amazing. Cool. Keep up the good work. Woo. So punch in the face to you, Donna. And I'm at Goat Cloud. He says, uh, listening again to the SEO podcast by E-Web Style is great stuff. Appreciate cool. your support. Appreciate your tweets. That's an internet uh, marketing company, I think, Goat Cloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. That's what's up. Excellent. We got a little bit of news. Remember the Target uh, breach that happened a while back? Yep. Caused all sorts of hoopla. Apparently, it was a lot bigger than they thought. Than they thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 70 million usernames and passwords that got out there. So, if you have a Target account. I heard it was usernames, passwords, emails, and credit cards. phone numbers. And phone numbers. Associated with the credit card. I know. Ouch. Actually, we have some billing challenges now because people people's cards got revoked or they shut them down just to make sure, which is smart, actually. Um, yeah, 70 Except million. Except if your AdWords are running on that card and then you yeah, <laughs> do that, your ad stop. Yeah, it's, it's, it's smart and has uh, presents some, some challenges. challenges. Yeah, uh, so if you have a Twitter uh, Target account and you use your normal password like most normal people do, then change it. Change it. Just change it everywhere. Like, I know you don't want to change it on your bank account, and change I'm telling you, you need to change it on your, your bank, bank account. account. Yeah. And every other account you can see that you think might have any value, or somebody could get on and mess with you. Yeah. I mean, especially with the phone numbers, because now it's probably not that difficult to find out what network is providing such phone number, and if your password is the same as your target password, or if that account was, then... Yeah, I may just, you know, order me a new phone on, on your on your dime. Yeah, yeah. 
Thank you in yeah, advance. Appreciate it. <laughs> iPhones hold up the top three spots in network usage rankings. So yeah, not not surprising. The next three were uh, um, actually Samsung. Yeah, um, not surprising. Uh, Facebook accused of faking member endorsements for sponsored ads. So imagine I can you, believe that. Imagine you get on, you're like Continental. I like. Wait a minute, I like Continental. <laughs> Yeah. No, no, no. I had bad experiences on Continental. Why would I be liking Continental? Mm-hmm. Turns out Facebook has, on your behalf, liked Continental. So, or I've seen, I've seen ads where it says such and such liked it. One of my friends, and I, and I know they don't yeah. like it. He's like, oh, nah, he, he didn't like that. That's a that. dude. That's a feminine product. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he likes a whole lot of things. Not, Not that. that. Yeah. <laughs> And, Hopefully uh, not that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or he's not a dude. We just we don't really know each other as well as they I thought, thought we, we did. did. <laughs> and then um, this is you know CES is running right now. Yeah. I want to man. I wish I were yeah, there. Now, yeah, I want to check out the curved uh, 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 new TVs they have. Curved displays. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, I, I I thought this you know we'll use that for blank square stare. Remind me, I actually have some blank stare. So some what? Yeah, yeah. So that is the potatoes, potatoes? of the podcast. Let's get into the meat. So um, uh, I want to give a punch in the face to Rocco uh, Baldassar. Um, he posted an article on Search Engine Journal, the 10 questions you should ask yourself when creating a landing page. Um, I thought this was great info to start the new year off with. A lot of marketing going on. Um, and, and landing pages are, are a huge part of that for, for paid search reasons and for other you know, online marketing. You want to send people to a targeted page. And so let's, let's dive right into it. Number one, he says, is my core business easy to understand within the first 10 seconds of navigating through the site? 10 seconds, wait a minute. 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004, 1,005, 1,007, 1,008, 9times out of 10 lead to a bounce lead to a bad experience that would nine times out of ten lead to a bounce lead to a bad experience well the only reason we stayed 45 seconds is because we're doing an analysis right other way if so there are two scenarios one if they're looking for what you actually offer and can't fig
you know, has some limitations that people aren't aware of. Could be a deal breaker. Address those right up front. Yeah. And so that way you won't have uh, people bouncing or having a bad experience. Oh, that's your tweet. You yep. I'm like, man, why well, I'm somebody... tweeting about you. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, t- okay, now he stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so make sure you can answer any any objections that people may have. Um, address them up front, and that way they won't waste their time. They'll have a better experience, and those who may be looking for those objections can uh, have them answered right away and proceed to hopefully convert. Um, number three. Did you make a clear design plan before actually jumping into content creation? Now, this is key, especially if, let's say, you're doing uh, maybe this is a paid campaign and you have multiple landing pages or multiple ad groups and multiple things you need to market. Well, you should think about how you plan on designing a landing page first. And then, matter of fact, he goes on to say um, designing a landing page plan will make it scalable. And by doing that, that way you can design it, you can see if it works, and if it works, since you have a plan in place, it's easy to spin out more landing pages that you've already proven worked. Uh, But if you don't do that, if you kind of just dive into it with, you know, this is what we think it should look like, this is what we think should happen, then you don't really give give yourself a chance to expand if it does work. Frankly, you don't give yourself a chance to scale back if it doesn't because you haven't planned. You just yeah. kind of, you know, took a, a gunshot approach, yeah. a shotgun approach. and um, Cannonball. Can, yeah, exactly. A fire the cannonball approach. Yeah, should yeah. be firing bullets first, yeah. then fire cannons. Shout out to Jim Collins. Yeah. Uh, punch in the face to Jim Collins. Um, matter of fact, some Kicking of the things the he also talked about on that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, like when you, when you, part of that design plan, he says, um, you know, Things like where you're going to place your call to action. Decide your writing style, right? Is this first person? Is it third person? Is it, is it, is it hardcore and upfront, or is it soft and passive? You know, you got to understand your audience, the people who are going to be on that site, to determine how you're writing. What's going to go above the fold or below the fold? You know, your navigation, extremely important in a landing page. Do you include the full navigation that's on your site, or is it limited to prevent them from going anywhere else? Depends on your product, depends on your service. Uh, but those are all things that you need to take into account when designing that landing page. Uh, number four, is the landing page in line with the keywords and the ads in your SEM account? This is strictly from a management perspective. Well, kind of, not really, because at the end of the day, if the keywords and the content on your landing page is consistent with the ad group, then it's likely the user who finds your landing page will have a good experience. From a management perspective, you want your quality score to go up. Uh, you want your cost per click to go down. And those things happen when there's consistency. Uh, our approach is really just optimize the landing page. <laughs> At yeah. the end of the day, we build it so it can convert, but we optimize it because that's necessary for a better quality score. I can't tell you how many times uh, pay-per-click landing pages that end we've up optimized end up ranking. Yeah. Yeah. And a funny experience about that, we had a client a couple of years ago optimize the landing page, had a call tracking number on it. Um, and then changed service. And then he changed service. Right. And our landing page was still ranking, uh, and he wasn't using that call tracking number. And, and I, you know. We called him. We're like, look, you're still getting calls on this number. You should change. He's like, no, just turn it off. And we're like, but you're, but you're still, still getting, getting calls, calls on, on this number. number. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Number five, uh, do you have a USPs, unique selling proposition? He goes on to say, what differentiates your product or service from the others out there in the market? Um, if you had those USPs, especially on the landing page, it's important to highlight them, to make them extremely prominent so those who see it 
can know quickly the difference between you and maybe the other four links that they clicked on before they uh, looked at yours. Number six, what happens after you acquire a customer? Um, this is kind of cool because we talked about this a few podcasts ago about, you know, conversions uh, on the thank you page. Right. And he goes on to say many companies have a thank you page that does not include any call to action. This is a mistake. So if you're running some sort of site that has a conversion, whether it's a download or a quote request or a product sale, whatever it is, take advantage of the thank you page. That's a great opportunity to upsell. That's a great opportunity to maybe really first, engage first, people in social. Have a thank you page. Have a thank you right? page. <laughs> when you submit a form and a little circle comes up and then it stops and it doesn't say anything, yeah. not good. Even sometimes when it says something, it's small and you're like, okay. Did yeah. this go through? I don't know. And so so have a thank you page. Have a thank you Send page. Send it to a thank you page and then, you know, make yeah, sure. And the then page. make sure you convert on there. I mean, that thank you page is a, you know, what, what, what I've done for one of our clients, they, um, they need to do some information gathering, right, when they talk to the client. And so on that thank you page, we go ahead and give them the things they need to get together, understanding that we'll be calling you shortly. And so when they do call, that client now has the information ready, and it's a, it's a better conversation, and it's an easier way to turn that lead into an actual client. And so take advantage of the thank you page. It's a great place to, to uh, engage in social activity. Yep. At the end of the day, these people have already invested something in you. I mean, they've, they've filled out a form or they purchased something. So they will likely plus one you. They will likely like you on Facebook. They'll likely share this with their followers. And so why not? Ask them to do that right after they convert it. Number seven, are you planning to run content split tests? Should be. Uh, test several variations of the landing page. I mean, just because it works well doesn't mean it can't work better. Yep. Or just because it's working wrong doesn't mean your campaign's wrong. It could be your landing page. And the only way you'll know that is if you're A and B testing and running different variations of it. Yep. So do that. Uh, number eight, am I collecting data from incoming visitors? Um, you should be, right? Even if they're not converting, the fact that they landed on your landing page, you can still get some data, yeah. right? Where they came from, how they got there, how long they stayed, typical analytic data, which kind of leads to number nine. <laughs> did you connect analytics and AdWords? <laughs> um, well, I hope you did. Yeah. Um, because if you didn't, then you're probably wasting a lot of time gathering data that could be easier to mine and easier to, easier to collect. Um, so do that. Um, and the last one, number 10, uh, did I look at my competitor's landing page for best practices? Good idea. I don't know about best practices or not, but it's good to see what your competitor's doing, especially if you know that that competitor's campaign is working. If you know that they're successful because of it, then look at what they did. Yep. Don't duplicate it, um, but you may want to borrow. You may want to see what they did and, and improve and make it better. And, for years. and don't get too frustrated if it really, really sucks. Yeah, because sometimes really, really sucky pages it really, close really work really, really well. <laughs> and I still don't quite understand that, yeah. but it's it just the way it is. Um, so, in conclusion, I'll say uh, make sure your landing pages are consistent with the AdWords that you're targeting. Make sure that they complement the audience you want to drive, that it speaks their language. Make sure you're tracking it, right? So you can duplicate it for all your other products and services. And, um, and if you do that and you got your AdWords and analytics synced, um, then you'll be able to manage it more effectively. That's what I got. Punch cool. in the face to Rocco. Thank you, Rocco. That article will be found on our Facebook page. Yeah, we'll post it. We'll share it and, and, and do all of that. We shouldn't have any problem finding our Facebook page. We've repeated it three or four <laughs> times in this podcast, so we won't repeat it again. Uh, although it's 
Facebook. Web style <laughs> at the end of Facebook.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so a little bit of a blank stare and uh, here. What? So imagine the, the, I was talking about this earlier this week, the electric car. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tesla. Uh, Tesla. That's the name I had and it just sounded wrong. So the Tesla, imagine, you know, it's got a cruising range of 270 miles normally. And in this unnormally cold weather, it can only go 70. Yeah, they're battery powered. Uh, batteries yeah, don't perform they don't. well in the cold. Yeah, even uh, one of the guys here, Robert, was saying when he was up skiing, his battery was dead in like half a day. And it's a brand new phone, good battery. And usually lasts more than a day, and it's because it was too cold. Yeah. Yeah, so electrons apparently don't like to flow when uh, when it's cold. Yeah. Kind of like water. Yeah, I, I wonder, you know, I, I would think that the, the developers would have to consider yeah, engineers cold do. climate, I, you know, I, in I, regards to battery usage. My degrees in mechanical engineering, you get design criteria, right? And you design for within that, and you say, okay, so the worst case scenario, it's... 20, 20. De- or just 20 degrees, right? Because, you know, so then you're restricting yourself so you shouldn't be making sales in Alaska. and uh, <laughs> Or uh, based on the past two weeks, anywhere above the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, and so you make that design criteria. And then what happens after that design criteria, you kind of don't care about. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe they should have. <laughs> yeah, they should have thought about so, it. So the other thing is, is when you're driving them, you have the heater on. Jack, you have the heater, a battery heater. So it was a bad battery because it's cold, and the battery's driving your heater. Yeah, so anyway, I thought that oh, was worth it. Man, that's what? even. Yeah. Out. Yeah. So now you're stuck in the in middle of nowhere, nowhere, halfway to your destination, and you can't turn on the heat because <laughs> there is none. All right, this has been podcast number 220. Yes. You've been listening to the most popular internet marketing podcast. On, on iTunes, iTunes and Sketcher and on Stitcher, the web. on the web, in the known universe, in the electrical galaxy. And uh, that is because There's of you guys. Okay. There is now. <laughs> it's one of those other dimensions. Gotcha. <laughs> and that is because of you. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for these great reviews. Yeah, appreciate um, it. A punch in the face to everyone out there in all across the country and across the world. You know, we got listeners in 76 different countries. So thank you guys. Until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. Charles Lewis. Bye-bye for now. Slightly raised up eyebrow, highbrow. Tamely, gamely, headed my way. Cool as mountain snow, girl, glow, girl. Pining, shining, needing some play. She's gonna set me free oh,